What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Life's a Garden. It's our third annual Christmas special. So let me start off by saying Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to whatever it is you're celebrating this holiday season. Thank you so much for joining me. Hoping to do it bigger and better than we did last year and the year before. We always try and do it up bigger and better. I'm here with my traditional cup of hot chocolate uh, with just a splash of Baileys because you know how we do it over here. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining me. If you wouldn't mind, like, share, subscribe, do all that, and grab your, yourself a cup of hot chocolate. Sit back. I hope I can entertain you for the next hour, and I got a whole list of fun stuff to talk about. So we're about to get filled with the Christmas spirit. Let's get into it. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. Oh, yeah. It's a very Grinchy Christmas this year. Merry Grinchmas. I had to go full Grinch this year. Um, honest, I was unaware of this until going to the store. Apparently, it's like the... Th- 60th or the 70th anniversary of the Grinch because they got Grinch stuff all over the place. Now, the Grinch is by and far my favorite Christmas theme anything. And not to say that I'm a Grinch because I'm not. I'm, I'm very much the opposite of the Grinch. I'm, I flourish during holiday season. I love the holiday season and I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. But... I don't, I, I guess maybe it's a childhood thing, but I, I just, I've always been in love with just the story of the Grinch. And definitely, definitely the Jim Carrey version uh, sold me on that. Now, the books and the cartoon, those were all in my, in my childhood as well, in my youth. Um... But yeah, the fact that it's the 60... Let's just go ahead and say the 65th anniversary. I don't know what number it is. It's the it's the whatever anniversary of the Grinch. And they make, they're making a big old deal about it. They got all the decorations and Grinch stuff. Um, I had n- no intention of adding a bunch of extra decorations to my, to my house. Um, but I have a Grinch blow-up, a yard blow-up. And of course, it being the anniversary, they have all these other Grinch-themed blow-ups. They had a Cindy Lou, they had Max, they had like 18 different styles of Grinch. But I already have my Grinch one, so I'm like, well, God, now of course I have to get the Max and the Cindy Lou. So I have those in the front yard, I moved Buddy the Elf to the side yard, and um, yeah, so (laughs) I added way more than I wanted to, but... Couldn't be happier because it's exactly what I would always want. I even said before that if I was going to add anything, I would want it to be 
uh, Cindy Lou and Max. And sure as shit, they had it. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind doing a full Grinch theme for the house, the out, the inside, the outside. Little by little, we just might get there. But of course, I love my buddy the elf blow up too, so that doesn't really fit the theme necessarily. So the front yard's just going to be Grinchy, and the rest of it will be uh, whatever else. Uh, miscellaneous. Uh, I got my Grinch sweatshirt and uh, my sweater, Grinch sweater. Uh, if you were around for last uh, Christmas special, or even the one prior, you might recall I've had multiple snafus when it comes to Christmas sweaters. The first Christmas special, I it was an old woman's sweater that I just got because it was like a discounted sweater that I was just like, I gotta get a fucking Christmas sweater for the Christmas special. And then... Last year, oh no, 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 no. The first year, I wanted to get the Crystalia sweater. And I ordered it, and it never showed up, and I had to get a refund. So that's why I got the old woman sweater. That's why, because I, I was planning on doing the Delia sweater, the no dense sweater, which I wore last year, because I ended up ordering it from the right site and got it. Then last year, I had ordered another sweatshirt. Sweater. I keep saying sweatshirt. I ordered another sweater just to have for Christmas parties and whatnot. And if you recall, it had not arrived yet by last episode. And I had worn, I was wearing the Delia sweatshirt, the, the no dense sweatshirt, sweater, which was fine. That's what I was planning on doing anyway. And. <laughs> The, the, the sweater dilemma, it's a, it's a continuing thing. So, the sweater I had ordered last year, that I told you that I was going to be wearing this year, was, it was a Coors Light sweater. It was really cool. It had, like, uh, reindeer, and it, it, the way it looked, it had, like, beer cans and stuff. Like an ugly Christmas sweater, but it was a Coors Light. It was red and white. Super cool. Or no, it was blue. It was all blue. It was blue and white. That's what it was. It was super, super cool. And I was so excited to get it. Well, guess what I got instead? Now, it's totally my fault. It's totally my fault. I ordered this from some random-ass Chinese website that uh, that's clearly why it took three months for it to arrive. It wasn't that long, but it, it I think it arrived... Just before Christmas. Like, just before Christmas Day. Or maybe even after. But either way, this is not what I had ordered. This is the sweater that I received. And you tell me what the hell this is. (laughs) What the fuck? It's some, like... Some, like weird hiling dude like some some like dictator or something he's got an h on his forehead and he's like giving a weird salute there's a bunch of the dude up top i haven't even opened this thing it says red dwarf on it i don't even know what that means this is not what i ordered this isn't even close i ordered a coors light sweater 
and and I kept it because I wasn't going to return it. God knows I'd never get a refund. And I clearly haven't even opened it. I don't even know what to do with this thing. It's just been sitting in my closet all all winter or all uh, summer and up until now. But I honestly had to save it just to show you what a crazy, what craziness this was. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so I have this weird like Nazi hoodie now, I guess, whatever that is. It's not Nazi, but it's something. It's some dictator thing. It's some weird communist Chinese propaganda. So yeah, the uh, the sweater sweater gate sweater gate continues again. Luckily, no problems this year. Got the Grinch sweater. Like I said, that's what I was planning on doing. It's the third annual special. Three's my lucky number. Grinch is my favorite. Had to had to match him up like that. It, there was no other way of doing it. Um. Now, another thing I talked about on the previous special, the previous Christmas special, was I, I made this whole joke, speaking of Nazis and whatnot, I made this whole joke about Santa Claus being a Nazi, which I stand by. I fully stand by. The dude, uh, he's definitely an undercover Nazi or something. The guy wears red and black. The guy uh, runs a work camp. You name it. I, I stand by all that. And I had made a joke saying they should cancel Santa for this. You know, you know how the woke shit always is like, cancel this for being racist, cancel this for being uh, blah, 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 blah. And so I made the joke, cancel Santa. Well, lo and friggin' behold, they're trying to cancel Santa. And I said it. I said, watch. It's only a matter of time before they actually do. Because, who knows, a religious symbol. Um, it's, like I said, it's patriarchy. It's whatever. You could name a hundred different things as what it is. The real reason why they're trying to cancel Santa is not even remotely close to what I thought it would be. So... There's, like I said, there's this pr this push probably from a very, very small minority group who is just trying to make noise about something. Wants to cancel Santa Claus. Children, close your ears. Because it's traumatizing to children when it is revealed to them that Santa is not real. Um... Yeah, so that's why they want to cancel Santa Claus. It's, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's traumatizing. Yeah, cancel the Tooth Fairy, cancel the Easter Bunny, cancel, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm full on Grinching this Christmas. I am ruining Christmas completely right now. I'm not only ruining Christmas, I'm Grinching all the holidays. Yeah, tell them, tell them Tooth Fairy ain't real. Tell them Easter Money ain't real. Tell them God's not real. I don't know. Like, what the fuck? God is real. <laughs> but, and so is Santa. Kids, Santa's real. Um, But yeah, it's like, that's why. And sure as shit, I said it. I said it as a joke last year. But I did back that up by saying, watch. They'll, they really are going to try and do this. And here they are. Canceling Santa. <laughs> Who'd have thought? The real Grinches. The real Grinches 
of Christmas. The woke. The woke left. They want to fucking cancel everything. Cancel Christmas. Cancel Santa Claus. Cancel religion. Just cancel it all. Cancel everything. Everything's canceled. Ultimate Grinch move. I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the whole, uh, Santa being a Nazi thing, I, I, I'm trying to form that into an actual comedy bit that I might attempt on stage. Uh, but it's a funny, it's a funny premise. Also, here's the thing. Okay. Just, just talking about the, the slavement of the elves and stuff. Here's something I didn't think about before in, in any adaptation of Santa Claus or movies, television, any depiction of Santa Claus and the elves. Let me ask you something. Have you ever once seen a black elf? Now, I'm of the the mind that that's on purpose because they are a slave race, these elves. And so therefore, by adding in a black elf now you're admit, like now you're just going into a full problematic issue. And and that's the other thing. If the elves were only black, oh, you best believe there'd be some hell to pay by somebody. And to be fair, reasonably so. But because the elves are white, nobody says boo that they're a bunch of slaves. They're a bunch of of uh What's the word? Uh, labor camp workers. They work for. They work in a labor camp. That's exactly what they do for no money, in desolation. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but one thing I was gonna that I thought about, just just um, playing off the whole uh, discovering of Santa Claus and the discovering of of the. Uh, uh, the story and the illusion of Santa Claus and the elves and whatnot. I was, I was always so curious about, you know, I got, I get presents from Santa and it's like a PlayStation or I get, uh, some kind of remote control car or some kind of an electronic device. And, and my brain always was like, don't they just cobble stuff out of wood? Like, how are they making PlayStations? How are they making, like, name brand products? You know? Like, even in the movie Elf, they're making, like, Bob the Builders and stuff like that. But it's like... Wouldn't it just be generic toys? Like, like a rocking horse or a jack-in-the-box or just or or just something like that? But no, they're getting me, like name brand RC cars. They're getting me... Santa's bringing me a Huffy bike. How's that work? That's some copyright infringement right there. How are you just making this product, this company's product, and and rebranding it as your own? Even as a child, I legitimately had these thoughts. I legitimately was like thinking, hmm, what, did Santa just go to the store and buy this? Or did he make this product that Mattel makes? 
So even as a kid, I was very questioning of that. Nonetheless, still believed. I believed up until I was like in third or fourth grade. Way too late to still believing. Be believing. Um, but yeah, so elves. No black elves. They got the black. See, and that, then I told they were doing the black Santa too. They've been really pushing the black Santa. Black Santa with white elf slaves. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. There's there's something to 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 be said about that. Uh, but anyway, let's move forward. Let me talk. I wanted to talk about some fond, like some Christmas memories. I'll share some Christmas memories with you. Um. First thing that I actually wanted to say, I meant to bring this up last year and I totally forgot. The uh, one bit of nostalgia that I always get, and they might still show this. I don't really watch a lot of regular TV, but I know they were showing this all the way up until just a few years ago. There's this old Salvation Army ad. You might know of this. Like, if you don't... This is a total early 2000s type thing that I remembered. It's this old Salvation Army ad. And this kid comes walking into the, uh, I think it's like a train station or something like that. It's some kind of a building. And there's a, a soldier standing there. Just like like statuesque soldier just standing there. And this kid comes in and goes, Excuse me, are you Santa Claus? And this soldier just stands there staring still. And the kid goes, if you are him, here's my list. And then the soldier just like puts his hand out. The kid hands him the, the note and he walks away and goes, yes, Santa Claus. If you remember that ad, that shit is ingrained in my memory. And they still show They might still show it. It's super old. It's just like. A blast from the past because it's it's very much the way it's shot and edited and stuff. It's it's very old school looking. But I just always was like, I always watched that and I was like, this dumb fucking kid thinks that this Marine is Santa. Like, I get he's poor. And like, it's a cute commercial because the, the soldier puts his hand out, takes the kid's list. It's a toy. It might not even be a to- uh, Salvation Army it, I think it is, but it's like a Toys for Tots type thing. That's like the whole premise. I want to say it's a Salvation Army ad, but I don't remember now. And then there's this, there was another ad, too, where it was like, I think for the rescue mission. And it was just like people sitting out in the cold. And it was all like, it, it, was, it was showing people like bundled up, freezing to death on the side of the street. And the song is... I'll be home for Christmas If only in my dreams The really sad version. The one that's really like... It's it's exactly the quintessential In the arms of an angel That's the comparison. It's the exact... It's the human version of uh, the, the pets. The, the homeless pets. Or abused pets. What's that chick's name? Uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, it's the same. It's like the the exact mirror image 
from that. But it's the Christmas one of the of the homeless people, and it's playing "I'll Be Home for Christmas" in like the saddest way. We'll have a blue Christmas. Just like really bring down the holiday spirit, and it's something like make sure to to give to the to the shelter or something like that. Donate to help the homeless from freezing to death. Something of that nature. But <laughs> I just thought that was... If you don't remember those commercials, man, look them up. Because those are some old nostalgic commercials that I forever remember. And like I said, they still might even show them. I don't know. I haven't seen any yet this year. I'm going to look them up after this. I should just look it up on this, but no. Nah, I'll let you do it on your own. It takes too much technology. It takes too much work for me to do that, and I'm not willing to put it in. Sorry. So much for going bigger and better. Are you having a holly jolly Christmas? Wrongo. Uh, oh, yeah. So, anyway. Christmas memories that I can think of. Uh, hmm. <laughs> See, I, I think I've told a few Christmas stories. Like, I actually remember... The first time, it was like 100% confirmed to me that Santa wasn't real. God, I keep saying that. And if there's any kids watching this, I apologize to your parents. But it's the Grinch episode for a reason, alright? I'm just gonna be Mr. Spoiler and fuck it all up for everybody. Uh, the first time I discovered Santa wasn't real. Well, no, I kind of already knew, okay? I pretty much knew already, but, like, there was still, like, this thing in the back of my head that uh, I still hadn't had confirmation that it wasn't real. And so, um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, it was Christmas Eve, all the kids went to bed, and... I had the privilege of helping put the Santa presents under the tree. And my Santa present was Guitar Hero 3. So I saw that, and I remember smiling at my mom like, you got me this. (laughs) But also it was like, that was the confirmation that, okay, Santa's officially not real. Like, I'm doing the Santa stuff. Honestly, there was a good while there when my brother and sister were little, that I always was the one that was eating the cookies and drinking the milk. I started doing that for a while there. Um, I would stay up and 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 stuff the stockings with my mom, do stuff like that. Gosh, I'm trying to remember specific. I think I I think I had mentioned before. My, the best present I ever got was um, football tickets. I got tickets to my first ever Broncos game. And last year, I gifted my brother tickets to both our first NBA game. That was my... I don't know if I mentioned that last time. I doubt it because I would have spoiled the present. Although, he doesn't ever watch this, so... uh, I might have even mentioned it. But yeah, so I I did the same thing that I got. Like, I was able to uh, replicate that. So I got my brother NBA tickets last year. I had gotten NFL tickets to the very first NFL game that I ever went to. So that was probably the best present I ever got. I think, if I remember right, I also got um, a Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. That was pretty epic. I, I 
we don't have too many pictures of us on Christmas Day opening presents and stuff. I'm sure they're out there. I, I'm sure we have some. I wish I could look back and like see some of the toys that I got or see some of the different presents that I got as a kid. Um, but Christmas just is kind of the same every year, to be honest with you. Like we and it's so weird. Like again, time, right? So I'm looking back at this whole last year, and some things feel like they just happened recently that happened forever ago, and then some things I'm like, geez, that that was this year. I thought that was like three years ago. Christmas, though, it always feels like it's just like, oh, here we are again. We're doing the thing again. And it's like, I'm such a creature of habit and I'm such a creature of tradition that Christmas is so much the same all the time that they kind of just bleed together anymore, it seems like. So I guess I really don't have too many, too many like big Christmas stories. Again, also though, it would have helped if I maybe thought of some, but you know, the fact that nothing is like popping to the top of my head, I guess that's that. And I'm just going to move on from it because this was a big waste of time to even try and talk about it. Cause I didn't think of anything. Uh, yeah. So there we have it. I think we're going to do Christmas at my house this year. I think, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I wouldn't mind. I've cleaned up the house. It looks really nice. I decorated everything. Got all the lights and decorations up outside so that's cool we always go look at christmas lights on christmas eve that's our big traditional thing that we do and then we how great was it to be a kid waking up on christmas day like oh my god you want to talk about like adrenaline you want to talk about just pure dopamine pure joy i remember waking up like at at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and being like, oh, God, I really can't wait to get up and go out there. Like, I'd just be laying in bed, barely could have slept all night. I maybe got a few winks of sleep, got up, opened up all the presents, and then you just want to play with everything. You just want, like, what do you play with first, you know? And then I remember I got to an age where I was finally like, we can just do, we can open presents, like, at, eight, like, nine or noon. I don't give a fuck, like. I have, I'm in no rush. Let me sleep. But my brother was still in the, (laughs) he was still in that phase where he wanted to get up early and open the presents and do all that stuff and, and get the ball rolling. And he was like, get up, get up. It's Christmas time. And I remember say, I was like, shut the fuck up and go back to bed. I'm not doing this yet. And he was like, (laughs) he was like, he was like traumatized by that. He was like, because he had to wait. We, I, I legit made him wait to, like, do Christmas. So, like, he wanted to do what I did and get up early and go do the stuff. And I'm like, fuck you. No. I'm going back to sleep. We're not doing this yet. It's not even 7 o'clock. <laughs> so, God, what a, what a douche I was. Once again, <gasps> Grinch. He's a mean one. Mr. Craig. Um, so Christmas is, we know what, we know all the festivities of Christmas and all the, uh, pageantries, the imagery, Santa Claus, presents, Christmas tree, this, that, and the other, right? Well, I, I don't think I've ever really 
This is not a topic I really even talk about all that much anyway, but this is the time of year when it really kind of starts getting more into my system or into my brain. Uh, religion. Okay? Religion and spirituality, okay? And I just want to take a moment just to kind of talk a little bit about it. I hate preachiness. I'm not preaching anything to anybody. Believe whatever you want to believe. Um, you know, I am of the full open mind of all religions. I think some, are, you know, I think all religions are flawed in some way. I think all religions have practices that are really good for your soul and for your, um, just to be a, a a good guidebook of being a good person. I also think religion has a lot of flaws and a lot of negative things in them. All religions. And so, but that being said, Christmas is the original, the, ori- the origin of Christmas, of course, is the birth of Jesus. Now, Whatever you believe in, that be Jesus, God, Allah, whatever. You know what I mean? That's just what Christmas is. Like, that's just, that's, there's no denying that. Like, I'm not trying to press Christianity on anybody by any standard. That's what I was raised. I was raised Catholic. And um, last year, I was kind of having, um, what would you call it? I was having, like, uh, not a midlife crisis, but a uh, um, ex 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 what the fuck word am I trying to say? Existential crisis. There we go. He got there. He figured it out. I was having an existential crisis. Um, with my life, just like with life in general, life and death, things like that. So I found it helpful to seek out some religious. Uh, thing just just by going to church and uh, I went to a Catholic church and I went to a Christian church. First and foremost, let me just say this: after much thought and deliberation, Catholic church is uh, so boring. It's boring as shit. Okay, there's a, there's a such thing as tradition. Some traditions never die, and boy oh boy. They do it exactly the same as when I was a kid. Like, nothing has changed. Nothing. They just read it straight out of the book. They don't, they don't jazz it up at all. The music is boring as shit. The, uh, everything. It's so, so boring. Christian church, on the other hand, the only thing about the Catholic church that I even remotely kind of liked was that it was like that bit of nostalgia as a kid because that's where I went and it just kind of reminded me of my grandma. Like that's the only thing that I could take out of that. Christian church, dude, it's like a rock concert. It was so fun and it was so, um, it actually, they, they were saying things that kind of connected with me. I've never been a very religious person. I I am a very spiritual person. So as far as like, the details of Jesus and like the stories of the Bible and like all of that stuff. I still am not overly convinced of all that. 
I'm not going to sit here and say it's not true, but like, and I'll tell you what I believe here in a minute, but just sticking to this, the thing that I took away from that, uh, that trip, uh, it was on Christmas Eve, actually, to uh, when I went to the, the Christian church. Uh, of course, I went to the mega church, but what I took away, he said something that actually kind of resonated with me. And again, whether you, you can watch movies, you can read fictional novels and stuff and still take lessons away, okay? So I'm not sitting here trying to like preach Jesus and this and that and like that it's all like the one true God um, or anything. Because like I said, I still stand to be um, not skeptical, but just like, I don't know if that's all, they can't all be right, you know, all religions can't be right, so it's, 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 it's a, it's a pickle, it's a pickle of a situation, because I don't want to offend anybody when it comes to religion, I don't want to, um, preach to anybody, so I'm trying to mind my P's and Q's when I'm talking about this, okay, so that's why I'm a little hesitant in some of the things that I'm saying, and I'm trying to explain it to the best of my ability without, Stepping on anybody's toes. Like I said, you're believe whatever you want. I'm full I'm all for it. Whatever whatever gets some spirituality into you because it's very good for your soul, I'm all good for. I'm I'm all for it. Okay. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The story the thing that they said at the church that really stood to me was talking about um Jesus being born and the fact that Mary there was no ends to take her. She had to birth Jesus in a uh, pasture, right? In like a in like a a barn, basically, because there was a, a farmer who who allowed her to stay, an innkeeper, right? I think I'm a little rusty on my story here, but she stayed in like a, a barn or something like that, right? And he was born in a manger. We we've heard this, right? Jesus was born in a manger, and I've heard that so many times and you see that like that's the nativity scene is Jesus in the manger with all the Joseph and Mary and how pissed was Joseph by the way his wife is like hey I'm pregnant and we haven't had sex and he's like well you clearly cheated on me and she's like no 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 it's God's baby and he's like what did you just say bitch like what are you trying to fucking tell me what are you making me believe here like, you ain't putting the wool over my eyes. Clearly not the case. But anyway, you know the nativity scene. Jesus in the manger, Mary, Joseph, all the animals, the wise men, yada, yada, yada. Now, I was always like, why is this such a such a staple of like a scene? Why is this image just so important to religion and and in, in, in the scope of the story of Jesus. And it was finally at the age of 28 explained to me. And I understand it so much. And it struck me so much. It still stands with me right now. Like to this day. Because it makes. A, it, it just. So anyway. What the pastor had explained. Was that. 
Jesus being born into a, like being born in a manger, literally a place where animals feed. It's like it's not a fancy bed, it's not a nice cozy warm room. It's literally like one of the most vile places anybody could be born in. But it was meant to be that way because it shows that Jesus is not above any of us. Like the son of God was born into the most low standard setting that you would want for a child to be born in because he was not meant to be greater than any of us. Even though he's the son of God, he was never, he was, that was the first sign that he was, he was not, he was not just this, um, all righteous kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, or self-righteous or whatever, you know, it was, he was born in the muck and the mud and could not be propelled high, like to be, um, trying to think of how to say this. Anyway, if, if that doesn't make sense, whatever, I, there's no way I can really explain it better. I'm not a pastor. He explained it perfectly, but yeah, so that really stuck with me. I was like, damn, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Like I totally get why that's such an important thing. And why that makes sense. Um, but anyway, my belief system of it all, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, religion, spirituality, I'm very spiritual. I believe that we are an energy. There's no doubt about that. We are all part of a frequency. And whatever that is, whether that's God, whether that's whatever you want it to be, there is a higher power. And I'll call it God. There is a higher power that all of us are running on the same frequency as. And that frequency is our spirit. Like all the unexplained phenomena that you, you know, when you, when your heart hurts or like when you suddenly are overcome with sadness and then you find out someone really close to you died or that thing when you think when you're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden they call you like weird connective tissues, like in thin air that you can't really explain. That's spirituality. That's the spirit. That's the spirit energy that we all are connected to. And some of us can tap into that frequency a little better than others. I think, um, I think religion tries to explain that in the way that they do. Um, they choose to do it however it is that they are molded up in. I think a lot of religions were initially created as like kind of a scam in a way. But I think they morph, as most things do, morph. And and I do think religion, to an extent, does teach us very morally good things. Moralistically, it makes us good people. So that's why I don't ever frown on religion. I'm just that's just not really for me. I'm a spiritual person. I am in touch with that spiritual frequency. I total I totally believe that the universe and and energy, good energy, bad energy, that I you know, it's my saying, positivity radiates positivity, but it's true. You put positivity into the world, 
you receive it back. Karma, right? You, you do good things, good things happen for you. You do bad things, bad things happen to you. It's the law of the universe. Karma is a legit law of the universe. And we all are held to its standard. So if you are a good person, good things come your way. Same goes the other way around. If you're a bad person, bad things happen. Because it's the universe balancing itself. You can't give off negativity and not receive negativity. It's a it's a ebb and flow. It's a it's a it's a give and take. So and and that's that's energy. That's and we're all we're all made up of energy. And we all are made of the same energy. And they and they say we're made of stardust, like the stars and the universe and the soil. I mean, there's a reason they say when you get out into nature and you just are one with nature, you feel more complete. It's because we're all part of the same thing. Nature, animals, plants, water, we're all part of the same universal energy. And when you get closer to that, you, f- you can feel it. You can feel that closeness. And... um it's just because you're becoming more in touch with that energy and that frequency and you're feeling that spiritual energy. I think love is another one of those frequencies that we feel. It's like that attachment. I think love and a lot of our emotions are based on spirituality, the spiritual energy that we that flows throughout through within us. So, that's my take on what God is what spirituality is. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that we are, that there is a higher power than us. Like I said, it might not be a being. It might just be this, this unrecognizable, um, we're not meant to know what it is, but it's, it's, it's just like this, this void of energy that flows within all of us and throws, flows throughout the universe. It's all part of the same thing. And um, as far as afterlife and things like that, I, I don't know. I can't sit here and say I know for sure. But I do think we're just shells. And, and like our bodies are shells. Our, our spirit is the receiver to that energy, to that frequency. We're tapped into the frequency and when we die, that frequency that that signal doesn't go away. We still have that that signal of what is our consciousness or what is our spirit, our energy. It still exists beyond our bodies. So, just a little uh quick halfway religious, halfway spiritual talk there. Just thought I'd uh Put out that out there, since it is in fact the true reason behind Christmas itself. And so, yeah, I just thought maybe that was reasonable conversation to have. Anyway, let's talk about one of my favorite things when it comes to the Christmas time movies. 
And I told, and I last year I told you we're starting a new thing every Christmas special. I'm going to do like a little review, or a little like um, I'm going to watch a couple movies or talk about a couple movies, popular Christmas movies, and give my hot takes, give little inside information, things like that. Okay, and um, before I get into that, this is something I I must talk about and this could be this might be highly controversial it's not to me but for some reason plenty of people out there find this to be quite controversial to even remotely discuss die hard is not a christmas movie i don't care how many of you uh what I don't okay however, however many of you big diehard fans will just die on that cross see what I did there <laughs> for for this goddamn movie okay I I I I don't even I, I feel like it's such a like almost kind of a hipstery thing to be like diehard's a Christmas movie it's not Here's why, okay? Like, I get it. I get it. It takes place during a Christmas party. The The main plot of this movie has zero to do with Christmas. It's, It's an action movie. The sequels have nothing to do with Christmas at all. Santa Claus 2, guess what? Christmas movie. Santa Claus 3, Christmas movie. Christmas Christmas sequels are Christmas movies, okay? I'm just I'm just telling you if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then so is Iron Man 3. How about that? That movie takes place during Christmas. So is that a Christmas movie? Gremlins? Gremlins takes place during Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? No. You wouldn't sit here and say Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It's a horror movie. It's the opposite of a damn... It's the opposite of a damn Christmas movie. Iron Man. Action movie. Just like Die Hard. So for all these people out here who want to be... Fucking cool and fancy and think that they're... Think that they're Joe Cool... Saying Die Hard's a goddamn Christmas movie. Sorry to break it to you. It's fucking not. Also, to make things even a little bit more controversial for y'all, I'm not even so sure Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. I'd go as far to say that Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Christmas movie. Now, you could easily convince me more so that that's a Christmas movie than Die Hard, because at least Nightmare Before Christmas has Christmas, like, it centers around the actual holiday of Christmas. Now, I think it's more of a Halloween movie. It's a it's a decent blend of both, but the fact that it's in Tim Burton's creepy-ass animation style 
lends it to be more of a Halloween movie because it's definitely got that creep factor way more into it. And when they do all the Christmas stuff, it's still like involving like Jack Skellington doing like creepy shit, like putting scary toys under the tree and and uh, Santa going to Halloween Town and meeting Oogie Boogie and all that shit. It's still more set in the Halloween spectacle of things. Like I said, you could you could probably convince me more so that that belongs in the Christmas movie category. You will never convince me that Die Hard should. Never. Uh-uh. No way. You're out. Like I said, you want to call that a Christmas movie? Then fucking all the all the Harry Potter movies. They're Christmas movies too, huh? So if Christmas happens in a movie, it's a Christmas movie? Like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? What constitutes a Christmas movie is it has to revolve around Christmas, not not be during Christmas. It has to, Christmas has to be the central theme of said movie. That's plain and simple. And that's why Nightmare could fall in that category. It's probably like right on the line for me. Some people would disagree, but God damn it if I didn't have to get that out of there. Also, real quick, what the hell is up with like these, like, they got this movie Violent Night coming out. It's like, I don't know, how would you, how would you, it's not a horror movie, but it's like a, a, it's literally that, Violent Night. Like Santa's killing people, Santa's like beating the shit out of people. What the hell is that all about? Like, when, when, when did this shit start being a thing? You had Black Christmas. That's like a horror movie set on Christmas. Yeah, would you call that a Christmas movie? Black Christmas? No, it's a horror movie. It's just set during Christmas. You got, like, Krampus. That's like a, like a horror-themed Christmas movie. Like, when did that become a thing? To make Christmas into, like, a violence bloodbath type thing. Also, speaking of Grinch, am I crazy? Or did I not see, like, a horror version of the Grinch that's being made? I feel like it's a fan-made thing. I don't know. I don't know the... the I'm going to look it up, actually, because I don't know the uh, legitimacy of this, right? Of of the uh, this horror Grinch movie. I'm curious about it now. Grinch horror movie. Horror movie. Dude, yes, it's a it's a fucking real thing. This is a real thing. It's called The Mean One. And it's an actual movie about the Grinch and he's like he's killing people or some shit. Yeah, gruesome, thrilling, intense. Who made this shit? It's got a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. I might have to watch this just because. Yeah, it came out December 8th of this year. It's a legit fucking movie. This wasn't some fan-made thing. What the fuck? It looks creepy as hell, too. That's not the Grinch I know. That's not my... Now you're taking the Grinch a little too far. Alright, anyway. Let's talk about these movies. I got two movies I'm going to talk about, okay? Two classic Christmas, actual Christmas movies. And of course, 
you knew what it had to be. That's right. We're going to talk about Elf. Just kidding. Did that one last year. Um, of course, it's going to be the Grinch. And it's specifically specifically going to be the one true Grinch, which is, of course, the Jim Carrey 2000s Grinch. Ron Howard directed it. Um, easily, easily by and far, my all-time favorite Christmas movie. And I was so glad. I, I swore to God that I did Grinch last year. And when I looked back and realized that I did Elf, I was ecstatic because I so badly wanted to do Grinch this year. But I thought I had already done it. But I, I, I had forgotten. I, I did Last year I did Elf and I did Jingle All the Way. So this year, I'm going to do the, the number one, the best one of all time, The Grinch. Now, funny thing about The Grinch. I've seen this movie so goddamn many times. And I've easily seen like the first half of it way more than the second half. I've fallen asleep so many times to this movie. Usually because I, watch it on, I used to watch it on Christmas Eve every night. And so I'd be tired, so I'd just zonk out. Um, but my brother, my brother loves this movie. I, he, I'm sure he still does. But when he was a kid, this was not only his favorite Christmas movie, this was his favorite movie, period. He would watch this in July. He loved this movie so much. So I wrote down some some things. I watched the movie already again for the bajillionth time and I wrote down a few things okay so oh this isn't it first things first where is it Grinch the Grinch look where is it I just had it oh here it is okay yeah my brother's favorite movie so Jim Carrey actually had to get therapy because of how intense the process of putting the the prosthetics and putting the the suit on he had to go through six hours every day of applying the makeup and the prosthetics and stuff like that for the costume and he did it for like a hundred plus days he had to do this and so it was it was so mind-numbing to do that he not only was like lashing out at people on set, but he had to, yeah he had to receive like trauma therapy because of that. Um, uh, I don't know what that meant. I write these notes and I have no idea what some of these. So the narrator, the narrator for the the Grinch movie is actually Anthony Hopkins. I thought that was kind of interesting for some reason, and and I, I think I read somewhere he did all his lines in one day. He just came in, read all his lines for the movie. In one day. It's interesting. Uh, the, so. it's I can't remember how much. Of the children's. Cartoon. Or the book. That they do use in this. I'm pretty sure they say that it's. On a snowflake right. That's, it's, that's the same in the movie as it is. On, in the old one. That the who's live on a snowflake. And that's very interesting because. Like. When you think about the life of a snowflake just falling from the sky, I always thought that was like dumb because they live generational lives on that snowflake. But the life of a snowflake from sky to ground is probably like, you know, a couple hours, if that, minutes, a couple minutes. As a kid, that confused me. But now it's like, well, that makes sense. 
it's its own universe. It's like in in uh, Men in Black where they're uh, the whole universe is in a marble type thing. So that was interesting. Oh, um, they're all Christians or Catholics or whatever. All the Who's they believe in Christmas. So I just got done explaining all that. So yeah, all the Who's are are religious. Uh, dude, I, I can't gush enough about the set design and the wardrobe of this movie. When you look at all the little details, the houses, the costumes, the way they do their hair, the noses, the teeth, like every single person has like a fake nose, the buck teeth. Um, yeah. And, and all the, all the, the buildings the Grinch's uh, cave, all the little knickknacks and stuff, dude, phenomenal. The set design, kudos to whoever did that. So uh, here's a question. What do the Who's do the rest of the year? What What are they doing the rest of the year if Christmas is just like the thing? I know they say in the movie like they celebrate other fucking holidays or whatever, but it just seems so odd that they could ever celebrate other holidays. They live on a snowflake, right? So is it just, it's snowing year-round, I'm assuming. They just live in an Arctic climate. It has to be. Um, oh, God. Cannot talk about the Grinch movie without mentioning the love of my life, Taylor Momsen, who, of course, played Cindy Lou Who. Now, I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. Taylor Momsen's birthday if I'm not mistaken, is July 29th, 1993, which makes her exactly two days older than myself. We have pretty much the exact same birthday. So when she was a child in that movie, I was the same age. And not not even fucking around with you, when I was that age, I had a crush on Cindy Lou Who. And even now, as I watch those, I I understand it. She's adorable. She's cute as hell. She she pretty much helps make that movie. Aside from Jim Carrey just just, just blowing that role out of the water, she as a as a um, supporting actress crushes. So big kudos to her. And then of course she grew up to be. <gasps> My fucking dream girl. She sings in a fucking rock band and she's a hot as hell. So I had good taste back then. Can't can't not mention Taylor Momsen. My God. M- I wish I could meet her. Jim Carrey. The amount of lines Jim Carrey probably improvi- improvised in this movie are... Got to be off the charts. They they said they gave him a lot of free range. The whole scene where he's doing the director thing with the dog. Brilliant! You reject your own nose because it represents the spirit of Christmas. Cut, print, check the tape, moving on. That is a total improvised thing making fun of Ron Howard as a director. I thought that was hilarious. The scene where he rips the, the um, tablecloth off and all the stuff stays on. That was not meant to happen. All this stuff was meant to fall off. And then he goes back and trashes it. That was a completely improvised scene. And I'm sure there's just countless amounts of things that he says that are just 
so much Jim Carrey. And it's so funny because it's so Jim Carrey, but because you cannot see him at all in that makeup, it's so bizarre. Because you, it doesn't feel like him. Like if you know it's him because of the way he is, but it's so different because you can't visualize him. It's so funny. It's so awesome. Um, the Baby Grinch, creepy as shit. Okay. Also, they named him the definition of a Christmas hater. Like. They they pull out the book at one point and it says the term Grinch means basically somebody who hates Christmas. And they named him that. They named him That's like naming somebody asshole. That's like let's name him uh just some, yeah, name name him fucker. Like piece of shit. That's basically what they named the Grinch was piece of shit. <laughs> so what the fuck was what the fuck is that all about? Um Let's see what else I got here. Oh, of course, the scene where the guy goes, uh, he looks just like your boss when like all the babies are flying down, all stork style. Totally flew over my head as a kid, but clearly that's like an infidelity joke. Um, the Grinch was raised by a couple of old lesbians. That's pretty progressive for its time. I, I, they could just be sisters, but I'm just, I, I like thinking that they're lesbians. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, the kid that played the, the Grinch kid in that, the, or the, whoever plays the Grinch kid is that creepy kid from days of our lives. I remember he played in days of our lives and he was creepy as fuck. The little Martha in the scene where they're kids is a total fucking dick tease to, to Grinch. She's all like licking her lollipop and winking at him and the green, like, Little Grinch, he's already going through puberty. He's probably had his dick hard so so much. And then grown uh grown Martha is not all that attractive. I, I was thinking about this. I was like, Grinch is like super attracted to, to Martha May. And I'm like, she's not that hot. And then I realized, uh, neither is the Grinch. So it's all good. And she's into him. I mean, she's way out of his league. And that's saying something about her. Uh, all like all the who's last name is who, so are they all just inbred? And then last but not least, the mayor is a absolute complete piece of shit, which makes perfect sense that he got into politics. So that's all I wrote down for the Grinch movie. And so yeah. Now also another thing I want to talk about uh, the other movie I want to talk about, and I, I'll keep this kind of brief because it's there's not a whole lot I can talk about it with it. I'm going to talk about the original Grinch. That's right. The Jews. Just kidding. Not the Jews. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge, the original Grinch. Charles Dickens. I can't, I don't even know when that story was written. 1800s, I'm assuming. Old ass fucking, one of the oldest Christmas tales that I imagine exists. A Christmas Carol. Right? Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, joking a little bit with the Jew thing, but I'm almost positive he was probably meant to be Jewish when they originally wrote this. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Business owner, greedy, all this and that. All the stereotypical tropes about 
Jewish people, if Kanye West is watching, he just became a huge fan. Ebenezer Juge. Uh, <laughs> so, you know the classic story. Tiny Tim, uh, fucking the three ghosts, all that. Several adaptations of this story. You had the Muppets one. You had um, the fucking Mickey Mouse and all that with Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck is literally named after... Like, he is Scrooge, but they just made him a real character. A few notable people who have played Ebenezer Scrooge throughout history because they've remade this movie so many times. Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine. Patrick Stewart, Bill Murray, and none other than Jim Carrey. So Jim Carrey has played the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge. And that one with Jim Carrey is really good. Because he play, he, he goes full Eddie Murphy. He plays like all the characters. He's full Austin Powers. Plays all the characters. Um, but yeah, you got the three ghosts. And uh, you got Ghost of Christmas Past, Christmas Present, Christmas Future. And the Ghost of Christmas Past or Future is always depicted by the Grim Reaper for clear reasons because you die in the future. But yeah, so I'm not even going to really dive into it. It's the it's like one of the oldest ones, but I did have to make mention of it. it. I just also thought it was funny that, I mean, how could I do a Grinch episode and not bring up Ebenezer Scrooge? You know, like he is the original Grinch. And one of the one of the classics, all time classic Christmas stories. Um, there's really not much to break down about it. Scrooge is just a total prick, and then the ghosts make him not one. He becomes less greedy. He buys dinner for the Cratchits and gives gives Cratchit the day off. And Tiny Tim gets his operation, and they all live happily ever after. Pretty much it. So. Yep, that'll pretty much wrap it up. I mean, I that's all I had for today. Got all the Grinch talk out. I was so happy I got to actually do the Grinch episode because, like I said, I swore up and down I did it last year. But I didn't. And so here I am doing it this year. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around, for hanging out, watching the third annual Christmas special. I sure do hope you enjoyed it. I know I was like rambling there in the middle, kind of just like droning on and not really knowing what to talk about. Sometimes that's how these go. And honestly, the worst thing is when I have an episode where it's all just about one thing because I'd never really know where to go with it. So I tried hard. There was some ups, there were some downs in this one. What do you do? You know, you move on. I thought there was a couple good funny moments in there. I hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope that you have a fantastic, wonderful Christmas. One more thing I do have to say. Last year, I closed out the episode. I'm going to tell you the exact same thing. Keep your family close to you. I, I, I get chills kind of because I, I listened back to the, old epi- the last episode, the last Christmas special, which, by the way, go listen to it again. Um, because... I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to repeat a whole lot of stuff, which I did anyway. Yay for me. For <laughs> good job studying. Um, 
but I, I closed out by saying, keep your family members close. Um, cherish your family. This is the time for, for being with family and loving your family and, and being thankful for them. And I said, you never know when you're not going to have them anymore. And lo and behold, my father died after I said that a few months later. And this last year we went and did the toy run or, or just a couple weeks ago did the toy run. And he was all about doing the toy run. Like that was, his, that was his baby was to do the toy run and help the kids. This was the first year without him. And it was so weird to not have him there. So I will reiterate to the fullest. Cherish your family. Let them know you love them. Keep them close. Because you truly don't know if this is your last Christmas with them. So, not to bring it down. I'm, I'm meaning that in a positive way. Cherish them every day. Be thankful. Be thankful for the people in your life. And um, with that, I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. A Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Thank you so much. Um, we'll see you next week. And don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.